Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Take the Hill, where we talk about the human experience of leadership. Our guest today has a passion and an upcoming adventure that aligns with uh, an area that I'm most passionate about, uh, aviation. And we are excited to welcome to the show today, Travis Ludlow who is about to become the youngest individual to fly around the world. So Travis, welcome to our show. Hello. Thank you for having me on your show. It's been great. It's great. Wonderful. Dennis, welcome back. Hey, thank you, Patrick. I'm looking forward to this. Me too. So as we know, everybody begins at a young age with a passion for something, you know, Legos and tanks and trains and tractors, computers. Well, for Travis, it was airplanes. And his passion started when he was four years old. And he was always reading, watching or doing something related to aviation. And he took his first glider lesson at the age of 12. And eventually his goal, which actually came to fruition, was flew his solo on his 16th birthday. And then went on to pass all the ground exams uh, with a half a year to spare before he moved on uh, to completing his private pilot license. So for you, Travis, like where did that love of aviation begin? Well, uh, I think it's because, uh, well, I think it started when uh, my mom used to t always take me down to the uh, to the air air airfield, local airfield. Uh, there was like a, a nice restaurant there, and uh, you know, I was, when I was just a little little kid, I'd I'd stand and watch the planes, and every day I'd watch these planes take off, and uh, uh, and I often found myself, you know, well, uh, I always want to go, you know, after after I was at school, want to go to the airfield, stuff like that. Um, and then a lot of the time, if you went on holiday, like I find the most exciting part of the holiday was just the flight <laughs> to to the, uh, the on holiday. Um, and I just found, you know, being in the air, uh, watching these planes, watching these machines all the time, it's, it's, it was so cool. And I, uh, I really just thought, uh, well, I, at first I didn't think it was a possibility for me. I thought oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to be a pilot. Um, but, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it wasn't until I did a trial gliding experience. That's how, uh, that's how I thought, uh, oh, wow, this is, this actually a possibility I could do this. So, um, that's, uh, that's really how my you know uh, love for gen for aviation really really started was uh, just by you know b being around aviation and uh, then getting involved in it um, at a young age yeah so were you able to do this on top of or during your normal schooling or is this how, how did you blend it all together because you know as we know growing up I mean, our lives can be so busy these days like how did you stay yeah. focused on that passion uh, well, yeah, it's, it's been difficult because I've uh, I've been um, uh, when I when I was in my uh, getting my private pilot's license, I was doing uh, what we have here GCSEs. They're uh, you know pretty big exams we have here at school, um, and uh, I was basically uh, you know getting this doing doing a pilot's pilot's license, and then so I'd I write an exam, you know, write a math exam or something like that. Then I'd go to the airport, do a flying lesson. And then I'd get next day to a, some sort of chemistry exam or something, then flying lesson. And then I remember one day it was one day I had, uh, it was like my final exam. The next day I had my, uh, you know, my check ride for my flying, you know, for, for my, so it was, it was, it got pretty, uh, pretty intense, but uh, it worked out and it was, it was, it was good. So, um, uh, so it was pretty impressive how I managed to get, yeah, I got pretty, got pretty good grades yeah. and I got uh, a, a private pilot's license completed. So, it, it was uh, it was a challenge, but it was it was well done. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, you know, I, again, I, 
as I said to you earlier, before we even logged on, I don't have a lot of experience flying. Matter of fact, uh, I'm afraid to fly. So, um, but I gotta say, I, I'm, I mean, you're a very, very talented individual. I can tell I'm on your website, which we'll put in our post down below, but you're riding a unicycle, but I also see where you have, um, you know, all these uh, people who are backing you and, and, and individuals are partnering with you, but how about the business end of it? Are you, are you involved in the business end of it? Are you learning how to, uh, with all the charities and, and your sponsors and everything, how, what's that experience been like? Yeah, that, that's been, uh, that's been pretty uh, difficult with, uh, I've spoken to a lot of other, uh, people who've flown around the world who've, who've you know, uh, uh, got sponsorship and that's, that's really probably what, like one of the hardest parts of, of this is you have to write emails and, uh, to all these people, uh, all these companies, some of them, uh, you, you, you wait for their response. They never respond. Some the say, uh, no, which is actually what we, what I like to hear because, uh, uh, it means I don't have to wait for them to respond. Um, and, uh, and then obviously, uh, every once in a while, some of them say yes, and they'll, they'll help me out with, uh, uh, you know, something. So I did my uh, instrument rating in the US um, with uh, AeroGuard flight training in Phoenix. Um, they they sponsored me with uh, with that. Um, uh, but my dad, my dad is uh, so I, I'm I'm what I'm learning. But my dad is also well, he's also learning, but he's helping me out uh, with uh, uh, a lot of the um, uh, you know sort of uh, sponsorship and uh, you know, the money side of it really because it's a I think that's uh, taken a bit too. Uh, it's a bit too hard for me to handle all of that, um, you know, around school at the same time. Because I'm still at school right now, so yeah, it's um, it's, it's 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 difficult. So uh, uh, and it's really difficult, even with my uh, with my dad um, uh, helping me. So yeah. so you're you're attending school face to face or? Uh, yes, yeah. So for, oh, I, I do face to face okay. school. Yeah. So so, so let me tell you, or let me ask you. I'm sorry. Um, uh, what about the other your your fellow classmates? Are they like envious of you? Or are they jealous? Or uh, have you become a hero in their in their eyes? Uh, I, well, I'm not sure if they're jealous or envious, but they're uh, yeah, they they think it's really cool. You know, they they're all really supportive. Um, the whole school is actually yeah, all the all the teachers they think it's awesome, um, and uh, yeah, no, a, a lot of all my friends at school, everyone at school, really, they they think it's cool. They they're asking me if they had to come flying, and they were like, "Oh, can you take me around the world next time?" and all that sort of stuff. So, no, it's um, well, have, having all my uh, everyone at school like uh, being all supportive. That's uh, it really it helps with the motivation and stuff like that for uh, uh, to do this, and uh, yeah, and yeah, doing it for my friends as well. So uh, it's uh, it's it's a great thing, yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's such a common experience uh, for any difficult challenge or something unknown, you know, having that support network, even if you haven't been through it before as a team, it, it's just that much reassuring because, you know, it, it, all of the responsibility for flying may fall on your shoulders, but you have a, a strong team supporting you in the background. Right. Exactly. Yes. And you have, uh, that's, you have, uh, uh, you know, support teams. I have a support team, uh, called general aviation support. Egypt is actually the uh, support team and they, uh, they, well, they help me out with, uh, well, all the, all the, you know, um, legal stuff, all the, uh, you know, getting into all the paperwork, getting into countries, uh, uh, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, as well as my dad on the ground with other, you know, the media sort of stuff, helping me out with that and sponsorship. And, uh, yeah, really it, 
the the more help I get, the safer it actually is, and and uh, because it means I can actually concentrate on the uh, the flying, which is the uh, you know the the bit that requires the most concentration. So um, it's uh, it's definitely a, a huge benefit having a lot of people to support you, and uh, even if they're just there to you know motivationally support, just that is is such is such a huge benefit. Yeah. And that's the thing I think a lot of the general non-aviation public might not know. It's that you just can't get into an airplane and fly into another country, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's yeah. paperwork, there's requirements, there's processes you have to go through. And, you know, something like this, where you're, like I said, you're circumnavigating the globe, you know, having that stuff done so that there aren't snags along the way uh, keeps your focus where it needs to be. So before we get into a little bit more of the flights, because we want, definitely want to learn more, tell us a little bit about this British kickboxing championship stuff. <laughs> how did, how yeah. did you get into that? Well, uh, I've been, uh, well, I, it really started actually. I was, I was, well, how old was I? I was probably about four years old, five years old. And um, we were, I remember, I kind of, I kind of remember this vaguely. <laughs> I was, my dad just, uh, we were driving down the, uh, you know, the, what we call the motorways here, you call them the highway over there. Um, uh, and there was, I think there was some sort of advert for this kickboxing, uh, for this kickboxing thing. And my dad was like, do you want to do this, Trav? And I said, yeah, I'll do it. I, that, that's, uh, that looks really fun. And um, uh, basically I, uh, I did it. I got addicted to it. And uh, uh, so from four years old, I was just basically training and I uh, became a black belt in a uh, black belt kickboxer and I fought for the GB team. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, and I uh, won uh, internationally in uh, Italy and uh, which was, which is really great. And, um, uh, but then I, I, I uh, it sort of died down a bit as I was preparing for uh, obviously this flight around, uh, around the world flight. Um, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't really be a possibility the amount of work that i'm already putting into it um to also do kickboxing at the same time so it's um uh i'm, I'm glad that i've uh, i've uh, uh, put a hold on it um but i definitely i'm going to go back to it uh when i'm older so uh maybe not on an international level um uh but uh, i'll definitely uh, go back to it and it's yeah great fun doing that yeah Fantastic. And I, I would imagine the collective experiences from either it's kickboxing, uh, riding a unicycle and everything else in some way has probably played a small part in moving you towards this vision of kind of what we're here to talk about today is the big trip around the world, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're planning to leave, I think it's in May 29th. That's the date. Absolutely. So tell us about what you're doing and where you're going. Yes, yeah, so uh, the plan is uh, I depart here in the UK and uh, I fly, uh, first stop is to Germany. Um, uh, the whole route around the world is uh, basically continually going east. Um, so east, uh, so Berlin, uh, so, well, somewhere in Germany, probably Berlin, uh, Poland, Moscow, and then uh, basically takes me all through Russia. And uh, the reason I'm going through Russia is... Uh, well, up until 2018, Russia didn't actually allow um, light aircraft to fly into their country. Um, so all the other previous record holders, they had to fly around the world um, uh, down. Uh, so they would fly down to, to the Far East, through the Middle East, down to the Far East. And then they would do two, uh, you know, 15, sometimes 17 hour legs uh, over the uh, Pacific Ocean. So uh, they'll go somewhere from uh, uh, you know, sometimes from Japan or whatever to um uh, to Hawaii and from Hawaii to uh, LA, which is a crazy long time. Cause you know, you look at the, uh, uh, your 15 hours on one of these aircraft, the back is, uh, 
uh, you're full of fuel tanks. Um, there's uh, some uh, YouTuber uh, who I uh, who I've uh, who I know. He um, flew and uh, he flew around the world, did this flight, and he's basically uh, all cramped up in the front of the uh, plane like this. The back, the the cockpit behind him is all like uh, just full of fuel tanks, and the plane's like uh, way over maximum takeoff weight. Um, so they're you know being really careful, and they're worrying about oh we're gonna have enough fuel if we make it. You know, a tiny bit of headwind is uh, enough to uh, make them have to turn around. So, and the the scariest bit is the point of no return. But flying through Russia, that uh, eliminates that fact because I can land at the all the airports in Russia. I don't have to do these dangerous legs across the Pacific with a single engine as well, I should say, you know, if that one engine fails, you're, you're ditching in the sea, um, which is really dangerous. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's better to, uh, ditch over land. Um, and, uh, then I go down to the States and I'll, uh, basically be flying all around the States, um, uh, building up miles, all that sort of stuff. Um, the original plan was, um, uh, to fly down to South America, uh, as well, uh, and cross the equator at Ecuador. Um, this, it might still be possible, but it's looking less likely because of, uh, COVID. Um, uh, so, well, I, I continue, if not, I continue zigzagging across the States. Um, then I go up, uh, to Canada, Greenland, Iceland, and, uh, then Scotland and then back home. And that's the, uh, that's the route of flight. Amazing. And talk about just your preparation right now. Uh, as we said, you're, you're planning to leave on the 29th of May. So what is kind of your primary focus between now and departure? Uh, yes, yeah, so the primary focus is just uh, getting familiar with the aircraft, um, getting experience, uh, making sure I know how to use all the equipment on my plane, like the, uh, you know, the emergency radio beacons, all the uh, uh, life rafts, all that sort of stuff. Um, make sure I know what to do in the in the event of emergency. Uh, getting used to again to the uh, procedures in uh, uh, flying in other countries and um, uh, making sure that the aircraft is uh, fit to uh, to fly around the world uh you know it's uh it's definitely uh uh you know the, the aircraft needs to be ready it needs to uh you know I, i'm i'm not flying 15 hour legs over the uh, pacific but i'm flying uh you know uh, four hour legs over the north atlantic which is uh also a bit scary not as scary though but uh so the aircraft has to be fit and uh, ready for service and uh it's uh it's pretty uh pretty exciting yeah Again, I don't know much about aircrafts, but, um, I, you know, I, I can understand you doing this for your own personal for personal satisfaction. But what are some other things that you're uh, that are kind of influencing your your desire to fly around the world? Uh, what are some of the other things that are kind of pushing that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, well, I uh, I'm also doing it to uh, to inspire other people to uh, to follow their dreams you know i thought this was this would be impossible and here it is now uh, uh becoming a reality even through even in the middle of a, a global pandemic um and uh, uh I'm, I'm just hoping that i can inspire people um to well, to yeah to to do what they want to do follow their goals um and uh also also to uh yeah help help other people you know with my charity unicef i want to uh, raise money and um uh support other people and uh, yeah, use it to uh, um, uh, make the world a better place, really. And uh, again, with uh, spread a message with the uh, aircraft as well. It's uh, it, but it's uh, a much uh, more eco-friendly engine in the in the aircraft. Um, so it's uh, uh, also spreading that message as well. Uh, you know, green, a greener uh, flight around the world. Nice. 
So what, uh, in terms of just the process that you've gone through, what have you learned about yourself? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, I think I've learned that uh, I need to uh, prepare more than I, uh, you know, plan and prepare more than I uh, originally thought I, I would have. Um, uh, you know, I think I'm a, under planner maybe uh is, is something to but uh you know i've i've learned my lesson i think uh i'm, I'm now I'm, I'm constantly just uh uh thinking of uh every single uh eventuality uh which i mean i was already sort of thinking about that but here yeah, even more so now um and uh well i think uh i'm not really sure what else uh i haven't done the flight yet really i, I want to see how how it changes me fly, flying around the world what that what much of a difference that'll make to me because uh, I think you know a flight like that changes a person so uh, that that would be really interesting to see so yeah yeah and, and I agree 100% like you said I mean aviation definitely changes your perspective um, whether you have the opportunity like yourself to do something amazing as this of circumnavigating the globe um, or even just like you said in and around your local you know, area right mm -hmm. it's because again it, as you said it, it forces you to prepare makes you think more quickly changes your perspective um have you given any thought yet to that idea of, of that title you know the youngest solo pilot in the world record or is that still something that you know what not yet <laughs> yeah i mean i've thought about that uh all i've really thought about is putting it in my uh instagram facebook <laughs> bio <laughs> really haven't uh i and it's, it's kind of crazy to think about i mean all i'm thinking about now is is just the flying around is just getting the flight done um, I was talking to uh, a past Earthrounder, um, and that was the exact same thought. You know, he thought, "Oh, I've flown around the world now; it's over. I don't even, I don't even uh, uh, care about getting the title. I mean, I, I would like to get that title as well, but, uh, uh, but you know, he, um, uh, he, he really did it just for the, uh, for the flight. Um, he didn't care that much about the title, and uh, again, it's not really about the title. The experience is really what it's about, and uh, and helping other people. So. I haven't really thought about what it's like to be, what it's going to be like after. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to bring a black cloud over this, but um, I got to say, I'd have to pack um, a lot of extra shorts uh, <laughs> if I was doing this because of the fear factor. But, <laughs> but I got to say, how do you, how do you feel you're going to deal with, uh, I mean, out in the middle of nowhere by yourself, I, to me, that sounds pretty scary, especially uh, at, at your age. How uh, uh, mentally, how have you prepared yourself to deal with the, maybe the loneliness, the fear, and all the other the, kind of the negative things that are attached to doing something like this? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I, I can I, I found I can handle myself, you know, pretty being by myself for a long time. I'm, I, I'm fine doing that. Uh, I've known that for a while. Um, but actually, the aircraft, it's uh, it's fitted with um, uh, satellite communications so I can uh, talk to other people while I'm uh, uh, while I'm in the uh, so I can talk to you and my friends and family on the ground and other people um, uh, while I'm flying. Uh, air traffic control as well is obviously uh, so that's every pilot's uh, you know if they, if you're in the middle of nowhere that's all you could talk to. I mean the scariest part is is the is the North Atlantic where you're out of a radio range of air traffic control and all all you can talk to is the uh, the boats below you or the airlines airliners above you. So uh, you know you have a, a problem you have to you have to ask the airliners above you for uh, uh, 
to tell air traffic control who, because the airliner is the high enough altitude that they can reach air traffic control radios. Um, so you have to talk, tell them to ask air to tell air traffic control about your your problems. So uh, it's uh, it's pretty yeah, it's pretty lonely because you just you're just there talking to other pilots uh, who are just sitting autopilot you know comfortably with a first uh, first class meal in front of them, and here you are across the across the Atlantic you know so um no it's uh uh I feel I feel I, I'm, I'm not really worried about the loneliness or and uh and stuff like that I feel because you know it's just you know that my average flight time is four and a half hours um longest flight time is uh uh seven and a half um and that is during that's uh you know in Russia but in full uh, radio contact with anyone and uh uh so I'll be I'll be occupied and I'll be uh uh, I, f I feel like the, you know, being occupied wouldn't make the uh, loneliness as bad. So I, th I think I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then as you think about it too, I mean, on a journey like this, no doubt you're always going to be learning. Right? Mm. And and as you said, you know, this is an experience. Like you said, you haven't flown this before. You know, and as a pilot, you're always going to be you know reflecting what's happening, what's happening next, right? and and really keeping an eye on not just the aircraft but yourself. So it's. I have no doubt, like you said, you're always going to be, you know, kept busy in, in some way, shape or fashion. Um, so as you think about your packing list, right, as we know, especially in a Cessna 172 and, you know, with the fuel in the back for certain legs, space, of course, is going to be at a premium. Mm -hmm. what's, some, what's something that's going to be on your packing list that you have to have, you know, whether it's a, a snack, uh, a book or, or anything that you're going to be bringing that maybe, maybe isn't on the big list that, you know... <laughs> Um, I'd have to say uh, probably uh, iPads and backup iPads. Um, uh, you know, four I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with four flight. Uh, yeah. So uh, in case you don't know what four flight is, it's a uh, it's uh, like a, a pilot's uh, uh, you know, pilot support app, um, uh, and it's uh, well, it basically it gives you information and uh, it's it's really useful. They managed to basically uh, got it to cover most of the world. So most of the flute uh, right, uh, so most of the route I'll be flying around the world in the will. Uh, Will be uh, will full of full of four flights. So I'll be using it to uh, basically as my navigation uh, assistant navigation tool and um, uh, you know information all that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, you know doing you know all the approaches into uh, you know some airport in the middle of uh, Russia or in Siberia. They'll have they they have the instrument uh, approach procedure into that. So you know the you know the technical stuff. I need that. It's it's really important. And the backup iPads because. If one breaks, I, I need the other, and if the other one breaks, I need a backup for that, and if that breaks, I need a backup for that. So, yeah. Um, uh, and then, at worst comes to worst, I got four flight on my phone, so it's uh, yeah, making sure that's that's okay. That's uh, uh, that's probably that's probably what I uh, what I care about the most is uh, is my iPad with four flight on it. Well, if I think there's ever a reason for Apple to jump on a sponsorship, right now would be a great time. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So what's uh, you know, like you said, this is obviously going to really bring a lot of attention and help a lot of important groups, as you mentioned, UNICEF, as well as being able to really, you know, amplify and supercharge others who are chasing similar dreams within their own lives. What do you think you are going to get from this opportunity yourself? Um. Hmm. I think, uh, well, I mean, maybe uh, like uh, uh, recognition by the pilots, uh, you know, uh, 
maybe maybe people think of me as a, a decent pilot maybe <laughs> well i yeah, think you'd, i think you definitely have that covered right now yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. i was getting to yeah. this point so but <laughs> yeah. even in, but even in terms of like you know your leadership skills or your ability to maybe influence others to pursue their own visions even more you know in terms of that how, how do you want to leverage you know this experience you know a little bit more specifically yeah, I mean, I want to be able to, I want to be yeah, motivation. I want to be able to motivate people. Maybe, maybe even, you know, become a motivational speaker or something like that after. Uh, uh, I, I feel like that's something uh, that I can pursue. Um, and something that people would be interested in, uh, uh, I hope, um, in, you know, me uh, you know, explaining the story, telling them, you know, but yeah, inspiring them, motivating them, um, uh, as I mentioned, into, uh, uh, you know, doing what they want to do. And, um I, I think the around the world flight um, uh, is is just perfect for uh, uh, making me oh, more confident in uh, in doing that. Uh, really, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, and again, at your age, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, but I guess what I, I want to say is okay. You're, so, you're doing something that's really beyond most of our, I can't even fathom even trying, trying to do something like this. And I, I got to think that um, not knowing you just from what you've done with the, the, the kickboxing, the flying and the whole nine yards and, and how you're motivated to do more and more, there's got to be something bigger on the horizon. Um, I got to say, I mean, maybe you're not thinking of it right now, but do you have any anticipation what's next? I mean, you're going to climb Mount Everest or, uh, you know, go deep ski or deep sea diving into the deepest part of the ocean. What's next? Um, I, again, I, I really, right now, my, my, my focus is on um, the around the world flight, you know, just, just this flight. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I want to see where it takes me. I want to uh, see what possibilities open up for me. Yeah. Uh, from it so I definitely want to keep adventuring um, maybe continue flying around to uh, to all these places uh, maybe uh, I want to visit uh, one of my dreams to visit my uh, family who lives in South Africa maybe fly down there um, uh, fly to Australia maybe New Zealand uh, and continue and maybe and fly around the world again you know multiple times I want to do that uh, uh, adventures like that uh, and maybe of Everest maybe uh, deepest part of the sea maybe all that sort of stuff uh, eventually uh, yeah, I, I do like uh, doing uh, crazy stuff um, uh, and uh, I do like adventuring and uh, exploring the world. So um, oh. I feel like uh, yeah, the Ramal flight is, uh, is great for, um, well, uh, a future of doing that. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, I'd have to think like if I was flying around the world, I guess I'd be worried. I guess my wife would be worried that maybe I stop off somewhere and I really like it there and I never come back. I mean... <laughs> Uh, you never know, you know, you fly into one country. Wow, this is great. I'm staying here. I mean, and I'm just joking, but um, how's your family feel about this? Are they, uh, is there any concerns on, on, with your family, your friends? Yeah, well, uh, at first my, um, my, my family was, uh, they weren't the most supportive. Uh, my, they all thought I was crazy when I told them about the idea. Um, uh, my dad thought, yeah, my dad thought I was, he, he was like, oh, it's just, it's just uh, a phase or something. He's, gonna, <laughs> he's gonna, uh, yeah, he's, he's not good. But uh, no, I just kept pushing, and uh, my dad eventually got on board, and uh, 
my mum, uh, and then eventually, yeah, my mum became uh, yeah, supportive. I think she's still she's still scared. My dad's scared. Uh, um, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, really, really, the, the the flying is the flying's. Uh, um, it well, it's it's not really the 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 danger is is kind of is is quite low really because it's, it's I've been doing what I've been training for. Um, uh, when you start when you start flying, you train. You do a takeoff and you land again, and it, all it is it's a it's a takeoff and you and land, um, uh, but just uh, in, in a, you land and take off and land in a different country, really. And uh, uh, you know the air's the same. It's all it's all the same. It's all just air that you're flying through. Is what's below you that's uh, different, and uh, uh, and uh, yeah, the different uh, air, the airport procedures they they're pretty uh, standard around the world. So um, uh, yeah, the dangers are just. Uh, uh, you know, make sure the aircraft's fit for service. Really, that's the because you know people think Russia is a uh, you know pretty dodgy a pretty dodgy area. But I've spoken to you know many around the world pilots um, and my support company. They um, they they all um, uh, say you know the Russian people who uh, uh, you know, when they've flown through there they're so they're so supportive. They you know they treat they treat you like well we've got a, a Western pilot flying into our country. This is cool. We uh, we need to make sure he's okay and all that sort of stuff. So they. Yeah, they they treat you good in these countries where they where your general aviation is isn't supported because it's it's different. It's something different. They're like, wow, this is different. This is cool. So they uh, they they support it a lot. Yeah. So Travis, uh, you know, I, I as I've uh, in my head, I have a hundred questions for you, but I know I can't ask you those hundred questions. I don't have the time. But uh, I got to say, there's like two questions. That, are you looking forward to experiencing? Like, are you going to get a chance to experience the culture? The, the you know the cuisines the foods and and so forth are you is there anything that you're really like um uh really looking forward to and what are you going to miss most those two questions i'm uh i'm probably going to uh well I, i'm most looking forward to the uh you know the other cultures so you know as you mentioned you know the foods um uh, I, I'm most excited for actually visiting Russia. You know, it's such, it's such, it's so different to you know people. It's it's kind of foreign to, uh, uh, you're quite very unknown to to us. Um, uh, so uh, there's there's a place in Russia called uh, Evensk, um, which is just a which is like a, a time. Uh, oh, disappeared for a second there. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so there's a place in Russia called uh, Evensk. Um, it's a tiny settlement in the in the middle of Russia, and um, there's no roads connecting to it. It's it's on the far you know, far eastern side of Russia, um, basically on like the coast of Siberia. Um, and the only way to get there is is by boat or by plane. And uh, there's only about hundred people or so people living there. And it's one of my stops on my around the world flight. And um, <clears throat> it's. Uh, that really excites me because I would be living, uh, be uh, staying over at some uh, babushka's house or something like that. Uh, you know, uh, proper authentic, like uh, old style Russian, uh, you know, uh, place to stay. Uh, not sure what the food will be like, and uh, I'm sure they'll probably try give me loads of vodka and stuff like that, homemade vodka. Um, and uh, that that that's that's really exciting for me because uh, it's so different to uh, what what we what we experience. Um, and uh, uh, it's well, it's it's like it's like visiting North Korea. It's like once in a lifetime sort of thing. Is so 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 unexperienced. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's probably what I'm most looking forward to. And um, uh, I think what I'm most gonna miss is uh, 
uh, my family, uh, yeah, my, my, I'm going to miss my girlfriend a lot as well. I, um, and, uh, uh, also probably going to miss my, uh, my dogs as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, got, maybe, uh, maybe you take uh, one less tank of fuel, squeeze your girlfriend in there and share <laughs> yeah. the experience. I, I don't yeah. know, but uh. <laughs> that, that, that'll make the experience a lot better if I could uh, bring her with me. Yeah. 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 That'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, fantastic. That's like I said, and at the end of the day, I think, like I said, whether it's aviation, sports, man, or whatever you're involved in, you know, that those experiences and the perspectives that are shared are kind of what enables us to grow and move forward as, as individuals as well, and ultimately help others, you know, pursue their own passions. So we're going to give you a chance here, uh, Travis, you said you wanted to be a motivational speaker, possibly at the end of this. Um, so let's, let's give a, let's do a little practice session here. You know, what, what do you want to tell, you know, other colleagues, or other friends and peers around the world, um, you know, from your perspective about chasing their own dreams and, and pursuing those passionately? Yeah, well, I'd say uh, no matter what uh, people, uh, people, no matter what people say, no matter if they uh, put you down, just just keep going for it. You know, I I, uh, I had a lot of people who uh, thought I was crazy um, when I first started flight training. They said uh, that I was gonna, that was basically, that was basically uh, killing myself. It's uh, you know, they uh, the CFI, uh, one of the CFIs that uh, when I first started flying that the flying school, they said. Um, uh, you know, like one in two people die flying around the world. Uh, but actually it's like, uh, like th two or something people that have died flying around the world, like such a, a very small number. Um, and it's, uh, uh, yes, yeah, so, so, so there, you, you just need to make sure that, uh, you know, whatever people say, just don't let that get you down. Just, uh, you know, it's just basically, uh, um, continue pushing for your dreams. You know, that, you know, what they're, what they're saying is, uh, it's just that they're just there trying to get you down. I've had uh, you know, lots of experiences with that. Um, and now here I am, uh, you know, they're, they're, I, think they're, I think they're just looking at me now thinking, oh, wow, okay, this is, uh, maybe I was wrong. And uh, uh, so, yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's um, just believe in yourself and uh, uh, you'll always get there and uh, don't let anyone get in your way. Well, Travis, while we... Uh... While we wrap up, I just, uh, again, you've been such an inspiration and uh, I'm sure that your, uh, your, your goals, you're going to inspire many, many people with what you're doing. And uh, I got to tell you, I'll be thinking of you uh, while you're on your trip. And uh, now that I know your website, you're probably going to keep that up to show where you're, you're going to be and so forth. So again, I wish you well, um, the best of luck. And uh, again, I, you influence, I mean, you've, um, I don't know your passion, you could, you could see your passion and, uh, you've influenced me and I'm sure you're going to influence many, many people around the world. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's been uh, great to talk to you guys. Um, I'm hoping that you guys, uh, continue to follow my, uh, uh, follow my uh, experience around the world and, um, uh, my route around the world and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, uh, one day fly around you, your area probably while I fly around the US. So uh, yeah, it'll be, um, uh, it's gonna be uh, pretty exciting doing that. So uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been great talking to you. Yeah, thank you, Travis. And you know, as, as Dennis said, you know, aviation is something I'm really passionate about. And I'm already taking a look at the map to see how we can connect with you and you're heading up the East Coast of the US. 
Uh, we'll certainly stay in touch, no doubt. And, you know, I am almost 100% sure, you know, as you talked about, you know, the things that you want to do that may emerge from this opportunity, you know, such as supporting organizations around the world, including those close to you, as well as motivating others uh, to pursue their own passions. It's going to happen. You know, and yep. like I said, I, I have no doubt, and you could see that uh, emerging just from your own passion and excitement, and that's certainly going to be contagious for others as well. So um, in terms of just staying connected with you, could you share your website and social media? Uh, so like you said, so we know uh, how our audience can stay connected and follow you around the world. Yes, yeah, so uh, I've got uh, my website, which is uh, www.aroundtheworldsolo.co.uk. And uh, for that, it's got all my information about the uh, Around the World Flight, the route, uh, sponsorship, um, how you can support me. And uh, actually, I'm launching a new uh, uh, system where you can support me, uh, like a a sort of club where you get uh, all these benefits if you you support me uh, uh, with my Around the World Flight. And uh, as well as that, um, that, that'll be available on my website uh, for more information soon um uh it's got the friendship club um and uh, as well as that uh, i've got also got instagram uh, uh which is travis ludlow underscore around the world solo and i'm also on facebook uh with my personal profile is travis ludlow and uh my facebook page is around the world solo if you're interested in that so uh uh basically just search up travis ludlow on uh, all these uh on, on all the and um, everywhere and I'll, I'll show up so uh, uh that's that's basically how you can uh, support me yeah well, I think you're off to a good start because you're right. As soon as you put in your name, like you're at the top of all the search engines. So <laughs> you got something going on there already. So I like it. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, thank you for joining us, Travis. We, I know it's late there. Uh, we really appreciate it. And like I said, we're, we're glad to be a part of your journey and help spread your word of, of what you're doing. And like I said, we'll be sure to embed you know, those contact points uh, in our show notes. And uh, we look forward with high expectation as you, like I said, kick off your journey here at the end of May and look forward to staying in touch along the way and you know, seeing you cross the ocean back, uh, back to your home airport uh, in no time, no doubt. Yeah, well, th- yeah, thank you so much for uh, for having me on. It's been so so much fun talking to you guys. Um, it's uh, yeah, great to uh, ex- uh, expand what uh, what to let everyone know what I'll be doing and uh, inspiring other people. So uh, thank you so much for uh, finally talking to you guys. Uh, it's been really good, and uh, hopefully talk again sometime. Uh, well, another time. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, listeners, for joining us with uh, Dennis and Travis. Who, like I said, will soon become one of the youngest solo pilots to fly around the globe so make sure you check into the show notes and follow along on his journey uh, because again he's going to be doing some amazing things not only on this journey uh, but as he moves forward uh, with a no doubt exciting uh, professional pathway ahead of him so thank you